what is the best school for politics in India? Not political science, but the best school for politics. The best school for politics or the best school for anything is what produces the most successful graduates in terms of their careers, in terms of the jobs they get. So I am A, maybe getting, or I am B, Bangalore, maybe getting the highest salaries or the highest growth for their graduates or IIT Kharagpur, IIT Kanpur, IIT Delhi, etc, etc. This competition goes on. If you were to apply the same test to political parties and to politics, so which is the best school of politics in India? The best school of politics in India in terms of career progression and career achievement is the BJP's, no surprise, because BJP is a dominant party now for many years, more than a decade now, RSS's student wing. ABBP, which is technically RSS's student wing, but all, for all practical purposes, it is like the BJP's student's wing. That's why in today's Cut the Clutter, we are talking about this remarkable organization, Akhil Bharatiya Vidyarthi Parishad, and what it has done by way of contributing to BJP's talent base. You might remember that when this BJP, when the first 2019, that is the second Modi term, the first cabinet was sworn in. I'm saying first cabinet because people keep coming and going out. New people keep coming in. Some people start going out. Only recently, we've seen a bunch of people go out. They, they were sent to contest state elections. So before all of that, when the first council of ministers under Modi 2 or under NDA 2 led by Narendra Modi was sworn in, we had done on the same day an episode of Cut the Clutter. In fact, I had come back from the swearing in and we had shown it live. And I will share a link with you in which we had said that one strength that the BJP has is that it has a very sound HR, HR policy, very, so very sound human resources development policy. Now, a good HR policy is it ensures that people who stay with the organization grow. Also, that merit is picked up quickly. Merit is rewarded at various stages. So people keep growing. Now, the reason I had said that was, I will tell you, but one of the main thing, main reasons I said that was, I said that was that, look, everybody who's been president of, if you look at the council of ministers, the senior most ministers, the, the, the vice president of India, these have all been presidents of BJP in the past. So they, you, they became presidents of BJP early enough in their lives, then grew to be either senior cabinet ministers as starting with Rajnath Singh, Amit Shah, Nitin Gadkari, all three of them former party presidents or vice president as in Venkaiya Naidu. These were all four party presidents before the rise of Narendra Modi. And then Amit Shah, uh, as we know, uh, party president and then Home Minister of India. And that is the reason we had, talk, we had talked about the BJP having a sound human resources development policy that people rise within, within the organization to become party presidents, then move on higher up to become ministers, to become ministers, vice president, maybe president, maybe prime ministers going ahead like that. Whereas in the Congress, it doesn't happen like that by contrast, because a lot of the succession in the Congress has been happening, taking place on family or dynastic terms or as far as the presidency of the party is concerned now the party has Malikarjun Kharge after a long time otherwise between Sitaram Kesri's unfortunate and short-lived presidency to now Malikarjun Kharge the party had only had a Gandhi in control of the party that was the contrast that we had drawn the reason we are talking about we are revisiting this issue now is 
not because we are looking at people who become party presidents in the BJP and where are they going after becoming party president. But we are looking at people who are becoming ministers and who are becoming who are becoming ministers, junior ministers, chief ministers. And the reason we are doing this now is that the three chief ministers, the BJP just swore in in the three state state governments, state assembly elections that it won. That is Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Chhattisgarh. All of the three happened to come from Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad. Remember, we had started out by saying that raising a question which is the most which is the most successful or which is the best school of politics in India. So all three new chief ministers sworn in were from Akhil, Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad. In fact, if I just want to be mischievous, I can also say that four of the five chief ministers sworn in after these elections come from the school of ABVP, Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad, because even the Congress chief minister Rivant Reddy in Telangana used to be in Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad. But as I said, that is only if I want to be mischievous, which I was, but only for 20 seconds. So let's move on from there. Look at look at how how successful have ABVP workers or ABVP office bearers have been in the BJP as the BJP has risen to power and as the BJP has expanded its power base. If you look at the current strength of the Council of Ministers of Modi cabinet, Council of Ministers, these are not just all cabinet ministers, these are also ministers of state. So in the current Council of Ministers, the strength is 56. Strength has come down because several of these were sent to the states that is Madhya Pradesh, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan and Chhattisgarh to contest elections there. So several of, several of these contested ele elections there and have stayed back in the states. 56 remain in the Modi Council of Ministers. Of these 56, 24 come from ABBP. 24. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Also, if you discount those who've come in not from a political base, for example, a whole clutch of ministers who've come in from civil services who are former civil servants so they are not they are not they are not abvp at least they are not drawn from the talent pool of abvp so if you take them out and take some possible imports from other parties and we'll mention some of those as we go along if you look at people who are from the bjp you will see that many more than half would have come from abvp that is a very good strike rate for the student wing of a party Again, if you see, since Narendra Modi first became Prime Minister in 2014, 28 BJP leaders have served as Chief Ministers in various states. That is the Modi era or the Modi epoch in its 10th year. In 10 years since Narendra Modi first took over in, in the summer of 2014, 28 BJP leaders have served as Chief Ministers in various states. Of this, 13, 1, 3, that's almost half were drawn from ABVP means that they have served in ABVP and that is where they have risen from. In fact, at the 69th National Conference of ABVP, which took place on 8th of December, just a few weeks back, Amit Shah himself has said that I am the I am an organic product of ABVP. Now, when Modi took over, see the difference Modi takeover has made. When Modi took over, there were five BJP chief ministers at that point. Of the five, two were from ABVP. And I've told you since then, 28 have become chief ministers, 13 of whom were from ABVP. Now, you might be curious as to who were the two, which were the two chief ministers when Modi took over, 
Hoover from ABVP and which three weren't. So of the five chief ministers, BJP chief ministers at that point, Shivraj Singh Chauhan and Manohar Parikar were both from ABVP in Madhya Pradesh and Goa, whereas Yadiyurappa, Raman Singh and Vasundhara Raje were not from ABVP. That equation has changed. Again, if you see some of the other leaders who had risen from ABVP to chief ministership, not all of them are chief ministers now, but they are prominent people in the BJP, in the BJP hierarchy. Some of them still remain quite powerful and prominent, even if they may not be chief ministers. That is Devendra Fadnavis, currently deputy chief minister in Maharashtra, Raghubar Das, former chief minister of Jharkhand, Vijay Rupani, former chief minister of Gujarat, Jairam Thakur, again former chief minister of Himachal Pradesh, Biplab Kumar Dev, former Tripura chief minister, and Currently, of course, Yogi Adityanath, Pushkar Dhami. In fact, in Uttarakhand, both the chief ministers, both the, both the recent chief ministers from BJP, that is Tirat Singh Rawat and Pushkar Dhami, have both been from ABVP. So once again, you can see that BJP is reaching out to its own, its own nursery and people from that nursery. Leaders, young leaders nurtured in that nursery have been able to rise up the party's ranks to these top positions because chief minister in India is a really prized position. It's, it's really a prized job. It is, like, it is like the alum of an IIT or IIM becoming the CEO of a large-sized Indian corporation. That is, that is the meaning, that is the equivalent of becoming a chief minister of a state in India because chief minister has a lot of powers. Once again, if you see, if you see the cabinet comparisons, 2014, 2014, the first cabinet that was sworn in, 18 out of 41 were ABVP, not a bad average, almost, almost 50%. Today, 24 out of 56, the number has gone up. Then you see the key people there. I mentioned to you the former presidents who are now senior cabinet ministers, Amit Shah, Rajnath Singh, Nitin Gadkari. But there is also Piyush Koel, Dharmendra Pradhan, V. Murli Dharan. Kailash Chaudhary, Bhupendra Yadav, the Environment Minister, Nityanand Rai, all from ABVP. And not to forget, not to forget on top of all of them, besides Narendra Modi, Amit Shah, the cabinet, who is the pivotal figure in the BJP? It is the party president. The current party president, JP Nadda, also formerly from ABVP. In the recent past, too, some of the most prominent voices, faces and leaders of the BJP have originated from student politics and ABVP. So there was Arun Jaitley, late Arun Jaitley, then Prakash Javadekar, Radha Mohan Singh, former agriculture minister, Ravi Shankar Prasad, one of the most familiar, along with Prakash Javadekar, also ABVP, among the most familiar BJP faces on the, on the media, on television, talking about the party, defending the party. Now, what exactly is ABVP? ABVP was founded in 1948. It was founded in 1948. Its first convention took place in Ambala in 1948. And that was headed by, the convention was headed by Om Prakash Behel, who later came to be known as Professor Om Prakash Behel. Now, think about why ABVP was set up in 1948. It was then registered in 1949. It was not set up in opposition to the Congress party. It was a very different India then. It was not set up in opposition to Congress party. It was also not set up in opposition to what might have been seen as Muslim influence. It was not. In fact, it was set up with the idea of countering the growing 
left influence and the growing pop popularity of the left on India's campuses. So the brain behind this, the brain behind the idea of founding ABVP was Balraj Mathok, late Professor Bal Balraj Mathok. Now you, you will find that in the BJP RSS history, they will not be that much talk about him and there is a reason for that. He had a strong view on Kashmir. He disagreed strongly with the, with the policies of the Congress government, with Jawaharlal Nehru's government and afterwards and rose to be become among the most articulate and among the most important critics of the Congress party and also among the most visible leaders of what used to be called Bharatiya Jansang, which is the parent or the first avatar of the BJP. Later, by early 70s, he developed very strong differences with L.K. Advani and Atal Bihari Vajpayee and on that basis he fought with them. He was expelled from the party from Bharatiya Jansang in 1973 and he went out. So he became in fact in 1973 the most prominent dissident from what used to be Bharatiya Jansang. And then he became a very strong critic of Atal Bihari Vajpayee and L.K. Advani and continued like that. That is the reason he is not talked about that much even when you talk about the history of ABBP. Even if you go to ABP, ABBP's website, there isn't much talk about Balraj Madhok. In fact, there are mentions of Professor Om Prakash Behel and also of Yashwantrao Kelkar who came to head the ABBP in mid-50s. So ABBP was set up as a kind of anti-left grouping on India's campuses in 1949, which means that beginning with its first convention in 1948, ABVP is now in its 75th year. Now the interesting thing is that most members of ABVP are also members of the RSS. So why do you have to be member of both and what is the difference between purely being a member of the RSS and being a member of the ABVP as well. That's because if you are in the RSS or only in the RSS, you are not allowed to participate in active politics. Whereas if you are also with another organization, for example, you can be in the BJP and you can participate in politics. So you, can then, you can then have what was once called dual membership internally, member of RSS, member of, member of RSS's political offspring, that is the BJP. Similarly, if you are in RSS and also in ABVP, although you don't necessarily have to be in RSS to be in ABVP, if you are in ABVP, you can participate in politics. You can participate in student politics. You can also participate in politics at a higher level should the BJP choose to draft you in like that. And I'm sharing with you a very detailed story on this by my colleagues Neelam Pandey and Among Rometra. You will see the screenshot on your screens and I'm also sharing a link with you in the description. So please do check it out. I have also drawn a lot of wisdom from this story. She also has spoken to a couple of the BJP leaders who are former ABVP workers. For example, she's spoken with Suri Lambekar, former National Organizing Secretary of ABVP and currently the RSS's Head of Media and Media Relations and Publicity. So Suri Lambekar says that one reason ABVP people do so well later in life in, in politics is that they are allowed to take decisions for themselves early on in life. They are given organizational responsibility for which they are accountable but they are not micromanaged. And, and he goes on to say that ABVP meanwhile has finished SFI that is Student Federation of India, CPM's Student Wing and NSUI National Students Union of, of India which is the Congress Party Student Wing. Now that is a little bit here and a little bit there because 
the fortune of these organizations are also linked to the fortune of parent parties. And in this case, CPM it is, which has lost power all, almost in the entire country except the state of Kerala. And Congress party has also been losing power. So those student organizations also have been declining. The fact, however, is that the Congress party, while it has some leaders, quite a few leaders who have risen from NSUI, between NSUI, the student wing and youth Congress, there was not a natural ladder link. That means you did not automatically come, come from NSUI to the Youth Congress. So there are NSUI leaders in the Congress who have done very well. For example, Ashok Gehloth, he was state president in NSUI. Ashok Gehloth was until recently chief minister of Rajasthan. And there are others. There is Manish Tiwari, for example, Ajay Makan. These are all former NSUI people. And KC Venugopal also came from the youth wing, but from Youth Congress. So in the Congress party, the stream is not one. The streams are two. At the same time, the Congress party has lately been importing leaders from outside, which also, also indicates a problem with its own human, human resources management. If you look at Congress party's chief ministers today, two of the key chief ministers in Telangana as well as Karnataka are imports. The Telangana chief minister is an import from ABVP. He left ABVP and went here and there and ultimately landed up in Congress, Revant Reddy, and he's there. But his grounding was ABVP. In Karnataka, Siddharamaya, never in ABVP, never in the BJP, but he's an import. He also got imported by the Congress party from JDS, from Devagoda's party. So Congress party has been getting talent from here and there. Also in Maharashtra, Congress imported its for its party chief, somebody who was in the BJP, that's Nana Patole. In Gujarat also, it experimented with hunting for talent from outside, that is Hardik Patel. That did not quite work out. And again, irony of ironies, while we say that ABVP was set up to counter the left on campuses and in the course of time, because of various factors, not only because of ABVP, because of many factors, also because political left has declined in India because political left has declined in India and has lost power, left-oriented student organizations have also been losing their sway and losing their power on campuses. In that process, you find that the party that's hunting for talent among left unions, among left leadership, is none other than the Congress party. Kanhaiya Kumar, one of the leading lights of the Congress party when it comes to public appearances, public speaking, etc. He was a member of All India Students Federation, AISF, which is the student wing of the CPI. Today, he is a permanent invitee at a young age, a permanent invitee to Congress Working Committee. Similarly, Jignesh Mevani, again a prominent Congress MLA in Gujarat, he was not in a left party, but he was very much a left union activist. And once again, if you see the staff or people, advisors, aides around Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi. Most of them were drawn from the school of ISA. ISA is All India Students Association. It's very prominent at JNU and some other liberal campuses. It is linked not even to CPI or CPM. In fact, it is linked to a party or why just linked? It is the offspring of a party which belongs way to the left of the CPM. That is CPI ML, ML for Marxist-Leninist. So that is ISA and it is, it is from there that both Rahul and Priyanka have drawn quite a bit of their talent within their aid group and within their offices. Where will their political ambitions take them? That will depend on the Congress party's own fortunes or and its own human resources management.
right now because BJP is ascendant, it's important to see where its talents coming from. And when you see that, when you watch that, and you, when you analyze the facts, many of which we have shared with you, you can see that the most successful political school in India is Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad, which is the BJP's in-house nursery of political talent.